Hey Toy Family, welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was about to Gary, say, hey, we made it four times, but like no one cares how many times in a row we've gone. But we've gone, this is our oh. fourth time in a row. Yay. Hey, we're up. Yay, we're doing a normal thing that other podcasts do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I didn't mask my man voice very well, did I? <laughs> Your voice is a, a little groggly. I apologize. I've got a, got a man voice tonight, so bear with me. Well, let's just tell all the listeners that you literally just woke up like five minutes ago. You yep. wake up, up as the show goes on. Yeah. We do have a guest joining us tonight, so let's go ahead and introduce her. She is an independent creator. She makes lots of fun and whimsical things like Shumi Mushroomy and the recent vinyl release through Strange Cat Toys called Mossy. So let's go ahead and welcome Jade of Mumbot. Hey, Jade. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Now, you're in Thailand? Yes, Bangkok, Thailand. Wow, nice. So you're a day ahead of us then, because it's almost 7 p.m. for us, so it must be morning for you. Yeah, it, it's almost 10 a.m. Now, if I remember right, you moved to Thailand, right? Like, you you lived in the States for a period of time? Yeah, for my, for my whole life. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, we just moved out here um, about a year and a half ago, so yeah, I've only been out here for a year and a half, and it's just started to kind of feel a lot more normal like this year wait where were you where did you live before this uh so i lived in new york for 20 years and before that i was from the west coast california and also las vegas nice so mostly though i'm from new york okay jog my memory i forget why the move to thailand so uh yeah my husband was working with a big entertainer out here who is also an entrepreneur and doing like design and marketing and like a million other things with him and he was coming back and forth but it was every few months that he would come back and uh <laughs> we have two kids and it's it was it was a little rough for a while like for him to be gone for that long yeah understandable yeah so actually we weren't really sure that we were going to be moving out here at all and i got into decon like 2018 and I didn't know I was going to be in Bangkok and <laughs> at the time <laughs> and then we moved to Bangkok and then I still had to keep doing my prep like during this insane move and transition and come back for decon it was crazy damn what a whirlwind that's dedication yeah well now that you're living on the eastern side of the world have you been able to attend or vend at any of the Asia conventions that we're always talking about yeah, so last year, that's what was it was like for me last year. I would say that I really figured that out pretty early on, and, and I started to really get into that. So I, I had only done, like, Five Points Fest and Decon, and then last year I did Thailand Toy Expo, Philippine Toy Con, and I did uh, Taipei Toy Festival. Damn, you're, like, doing the circuit. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it yeah, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm skipping around already. I made myself like little notes to like try to keep it like together and flowy. But <laughs> being out here made it easy for me to go to all the Asian shows. And it's pretty awesome. 
I'm I'm a little jealous. We're always for years we've been talking about all these conventions over there, and we've never actually attended one. I know I haven't. Uh, Teresa hasn't. George, have you been to any conventions uh, in the East? Uh, just yeah, just one in Japan. It was like Design Fest or something. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. It was one of those Design Festa probably? Design I think Festa. so. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of wanted to do that last year, but it it's really close to Decon time. Well, then that wasn't it. It was some. It was whatever one was in February. Oh, they have they have like multiple in the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I feel like yeah. I did a poor description describing who you are, Jade, and Mumbot. I'm, I've seen you the past couple of years at conventions. We've hung out afterwards and talked. But for the listeners, so I, I described your independent producer. You self-produce things. Mm-hmm. You've worked in resin. You've worked in Sufubi. Uh, so Shumi Mushroomy was a Sufubi toy you did. And then recently, last week, you released a Western vinyl toy called Mossy with Strange Cat Toys. I know you've done plush as well. It just seems like you've worked in a lot of different varieties of areas. Is there anything that I, we haven't touched on that the listeners should know about before we really get rolling? Yeah, no, that's pretty up to date right now. And then um, also there's a, a toy in the works with Clutter. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I have uh, the girl from the forest Dish. floor. Okay. Yeah, the, she's uh, she's part of the same world as Shumi Mashumi and Mossy the Moss Spirit, so Pretty excited about that. And the the shelf ghost, Augustus, was my first toy that I ever made, which is the resin figures. I actually made that for the very first uh, Five Points Fest. Okay. Yeah. Now, all these characters live in the same world, right? Like they are, they all coexist together. Yeah. So when you think about when you work with multiple producers, are you thinking about are they all going to like match scale wise to each other? I, I, I have sort of been thinking that, but it, it's hard. Uh, it's hard because, like, you know, Mossy, in my mind, can get huge, like really big, like a bigger than a human being, but also can be small. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, <laughs> it's like Shumi, too. Shumi, like, is going to be, like, in The Girl from the Forest Floor, there's going to be, like, a little baby Shumi in her bag. She, cause she carries a little bag. No squee, Teresa. She said tiny. That's your cue. I know. I'm over here dying. Damn, you are off your she, game. She fell back asleep. I, 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 I want to. I apologize. I'm so so not peak Teresa right now. But now I was gonna ask, as someone who's been building this world and sort of envisioning it, you know, you're working with a lot of different producers and a lot of different material. I feel like you've probably learned a lot about production and what you can or cannot do. Is it hard? Do you feel like you're having to compromise on your vision sometimes where you develop this idea and then manufacturing standpoint it's like ah well that's gonna look weird if you don't tweak it here and you might have a seam line if you don't do this so I don't know. I'm just curious more about that process and what it's been like for you. That's a really good question. During the whole process of developing the prototype for Mossy, I, at that time, it was just me. So I was just setting it up, like trying to make it how exactly how I would want it to be and how I would want it to look and everything. And in the process of figuring out where to go next, like how to actually get this figure made, how I envisioned it. I did speak to a lot of people who kind of were like, oh, we'd have to get rid of this. And, oh, this won't work. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, like, who I was talking to. But, like, a few people that I wanted to work with, for example, if it were as a Safubi, 
you know, it just wouldn't work with some of the details that I felt like really made the character come to life. So when it came to Strange Cat working with Corey pretty early on, I could tell he was just, he like totally agreed with me. Like it really needs those details. So he wasn't like, "Mm, like, I don't know about that. You know, that was normally the reaction I was getting. He wasn't like that. He was like, oh, no, it needs that. Let's see what we can do. And then the factory that we ended up going with was able to totally do that, which was awesome. Nice. So you're talking about the smaller details, the protruding pieces that have the undercuts and whatnot. I'm, t- I'm actually talking about the leaves and the mushrooms on the top and the spores. Yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah those are PVC inserts. I remember you talking about you know, the the little appendages on top and whether or not it could be a one-part mold and decisions like that you were you were kind of wrestling with. I'm excited you were able to work out those details with Strange Cat and make it more in line with, you know, not compromising too much on vision and those things that you wanted. And um, the seam, so. the seam too, the seam in yeah, the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was something he also really hates. And I was like, I hate it. <laughs> I don't want a seam in the middle. And everybody was like, it needs a seam. Wait, there is no seam, though. It's, like, really low, and it's like that other kind of toy with the hole on the bottom. You know what I'm talking about? Like a rubber ducky hole. Yeah, like that. Are you sculpting these yourself, Jane? The Mossy's the first one I didn't sculpt myself. Okay, and that was, was that 3D sculpted then? Yep, I had a friend 3D sculpt it for me. I You know, I, I paid her. So <laughs> why, didn't, could do that. why didn't you sculpt it if all your other pieces were hand sculpted? Actually, so I, I can backtrack a little. You know, when I first started doing the toys, you know, I, I'm a 2D mostly. I'd mostly been doing a 2D art, like painting and illustration and stuff like that. And I started doing a few customs. I was like being invited to do custom shows and I would add like sculptural elements with Super Sculpey and stuff like that. And when I did the... The resin ghosts, it was just me, like, exploring a new medium. You know what I mean? I don't consider myself a sculptor, but I do like sculpting. And then with the Shumi Mushroomy, it was, like, my first time using monster clay. You know, I just switched it up and tried something new when I was doing that. And for the Mossies, I kind of just wanted to explore 3D. Like, I wanted to learn about the 3D printing process. Like, each time, like, I really was trying to learn each process. Like, I wanted, like, for the ghosts, I wanted to learn about silicone mold making and resin casting and all that. And with the oil-based clay, monster clay, I wanted to learn, like, how to use that and sculpt with that. And so, you know, the girl from the forest floor is was also done in 3D. But the reason, more of the more so I feel like I could have actually sculpted Mossy with the girl. I don't think I could have really sculpted that by myself. That one is so complex, complicated. I would consider you pretty new to the scene. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's intriguing to me. Well, I have questions there, but while we're on the topic of just different methods, methods to the madness, you really have kind of delved into a lot of different things kind of early on. You've tried resin, you've tried Sofubi, you've now done a vinyl production. Do you feel like you've found a liking to one or over another? Or are you just you just like exploring the different things and I keep trying different ways of creation? Um Yeah, well I definitely own, I don't like Super Sculpey really anymore at all. So uh, I, I've been using Epoxy Putty when I do customs. Um I've been doing customs since 
2013, you know, just like dabbling like here and there with that. You know, I, 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 I like to be not bored. I like to explore. So yeah, I think I'll can continue to try new things. I think that's part of like the, the artist thing, you know, you want to keep trying new, new things, but I'm not going to stop working. I really liked working with the oil-based clay and I, li- I, st- I still really like epoxy putty. So I'll probably continue trying to get better at that. Okay. Now, Teresa had mentioned that she saw you as more of a newcomer to designer toys. So how did Mossy become a mass-produced toy with Strange Cat Toys? Did Corey just reach out to you having seen you at a convention or social media? Or did you reach out to him? And how did that come about? Uh, we, we met at Five Points Fest, but we had spoken a little bit before Five Points Fest because I helped my friend Bakumba. Do you guys know Bakumba? He's a Thai toy artist. Super, it sounds super like talented. It sounds like something out of The Lion King. He, you have something in common with him. Bakumba, uh, that's not his actual name. That's his character's name. His, his name is uh, Danai. But um, uh, people call him T. But anyway, it's confusing. Bakumba, <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has like an axolotl character. Oh, and then I'm sure I've seen it. I'm just not recognizing the name for some reason. You for sure have mentioned him on the show before. So he had done some some uh, exclusives, I believe, with Strange Cat. And I just being in Thailand, which I'm I'm actually really happy to do. I've kind of helped be like a little bridge for some people back in the states. So. Um, I was helping bring some stuff back for Martian toys. They had like some stuff they needed help. I don't know, like in, versus shipping since I was coming anyways. And I helped also bring some of Bakumba's figures back. And I never met Corey before. So that was our first time meeting is when I brought those for Bakumba. Okay. I, I, yeah. I need to look it up once I get off the air. I'll check it out. If, if it's an axolotl, I've def- is this the one with the multiple arms? Like he's almost like screaming. No, 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 no. It's got it's got a skull cap and it's got um like six ears. <sighs> Not ringing a bell. He, he's he's insanely talented. This this guy, he's okay. so good. Yeah, okay, he just, let, let me look it up now. A, he just did a cause custom that was nuts. Did you it's see insane. that? Jade? Yeah, it looks like a production piece. It's so good. <laughs> Like a, and like it, a so, yeah, Bakumba, it's spelled B-A-K-U-M-B-A-A, if you wanted to look up the artist on, say, Instagram. So I, I first met Bakumba and uh, Kick. You guys know who Kick is? She's a awesome Thai toy person as well. Um, she does play? She does that unicorn who's like, yeah. the kid in the unicorn. Yeah, the key, it's pronounced it's- key, I think. Oh, actually, I always say Quay, but it's it's like cute, but it's giving you a middle finger, and therefore it, it is it is it's anti-tree. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you guys. I have a uh, I have been waiting to be on the podcast because there's a few things that I noticed that like you guys pronounce wrong, and I'm I'm <laughs> calling the sound. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I, when I listen to the podcast, I like cannot wait to be like, it's not Ziki Woo, it's a Chi. <laughs> and uh, I like, give it to us. Yeah. You got a list? It's probably a long list. I didn't write it down. I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> so it's not it's not Ziki Woo. It's what? Zichi. Yeah. 
We talk, I think we actually, I realized that later. Did I never fix it? You're close. It's the chi. The chi. Yeah, it's not z chi. It's the chi. George, do you not know what I'm, I'm talking about? I'm so lost. Are these like <laughs> humans? Okay. We're just talking about, you know, toys in the scene that are international, Mr. Gaspar. But Ziki was a designer, no? Yes, Unbox. He does that dino with Unbox. Yes. Okay. Zichi? Zachi. God darn it. Zachi. How do you spell it? You know what's Z-I-Q-I. funny though? Z-I-Q-I. That's the crazy thing. It's Z-I-Q-I-W-U with an underscore on Instagram. You know what's what funny you- though? Is when I, I was sharing a booth with him, I was calling him Zeke. Aha. <laughs> so it's not just us. And then and then everyone who was coming up to the booth was calling him Zachi. And then at some point I was like, yo, dude. I was like, is your name Zeke or Zachi? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, it's a chi. And I was like, oh, man, I've been calling you Ziki this whole time. And he said, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> this is why I'm not going to any Asia conventions. I can't say anyone's name. How embarrassing. <laughs> Try, like, sharing a booth with a person. You're saying the wrong thing. It's <laughs> quite embarrassing. <laughs> so what else have we been saying wrong? This is fun. Uh, <laughs> there's. I'm sure there's more. I, I remember thinking... Several, but off the top of my head, I, oh, I can't sure really. I think... it down. Nyao Nyao. I think you guys know how to say her name, right? Nyao Nyao. Eh. It's N G A E W. Yeah, you're you know. really George. Is I know what you're talking. George is probably sitting there going like W T F U all. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm looking at Zuchi I... stuff right now. So <laughs> now I, I I don't even know if I've ever tried to pronounce. Meow meow, because it is. It's it's the weirdest. N G A E W is like how am I supposed to attempt it's that? It's now now, but okay. man, we're kind of delving into a fun little. T- it's true. There's probably artists that that live in the cr- cute realm that I don't know if we've highlighted or not on the show. There's a whole world out there, and are all these artists? That, are these all Thailand artists? So well, or just like. National. So I did a, I did, I don't, I remember you guys, um, I had like, I don't know, told you guys a little bit about Shumi Show, right? Did I talk about that at all? Shumi Show last year, um, when it was like the first show I did in Thailand, I met like a bunch of these guys. They all showed up and they, like, who else? You know, Black Hood Cat? I am not even going to try to say her name, her actual name. I'm not even going to try. Um, Mun, Mun Fun? I don't know. I can't. I can't say her name. Uh, I, I I totally am not even going to try. But there were there were a bunch of artists. Uh, two was also going to be in the show, but he he wasn't able to be in the show. And then, but he was in the last show, the last custom little custom show I did at my booth at Decon. Two is the guy who does does like Elfie. Yeah. Yeah. There's like 14 letters in his last name. Not the not pong. the pong. It's not that yep. bad. Nice. It's that bad. See, this is, it's so good. There is like a whole realm of toys that like I know about. And it's so intriguing for me as a collector to hear you be like, yeah, I've met them. Yeah, I've met them. I worked them. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because like most of the time, th- there's like a whole subset of artists that just don't. Like I know they make the rounds in the international shows. 
Mm-hmm. And every now and again, we might see them creep somehow into the U.S. side. But as far as attendance-wise, like when Rato Kim, which mm. am I saying her name wrong? <laughs> Rato. Ra- I think it's Rato. I'm close enough. But she like she came to uh, Designer Con this past year. Like that was that was huge. Her and that collective she's in. I was like that was really really cool for me because she's not one who typically comes. So maybe it'll slowly expand over time but there is just this huge subset of people i'd say like mostly in kind of the realm of cute that i collect that are making and producing all this great stuff and i I know about them and i i know there are people who know about them but i don't know how well known they are across the scene as a whole this goes back to what we were talking about gary of me making like a a cute article or documentary Mm mm-hmm you got you got to come to TTE, Teresa. Like I'm not even kidding. We you have to come. You're gonna have so much fun. No, wait. Remind me. This is, so we're TTE Thailand Toy Expo. What time of yeah. year is TTE? It's coming up actually in May. So. So is there a yeah. concern? Okay, hold up. There's a concern because I know Shanghai Toy Show got postponed and pushed yep. back a few months because of the coronavirus. Is there a concern yep. that? these other conventions uh thailand toy expo and tte is there a concern that maybe those might be canceled or pushed back as well i don't think tte will be the reason why i don't think so is i think thailand like has been pretty hush hush about coronavirus and in a sense like we we can find out information easily because they're notifying people to like continue to be diligent with uh wearing masks and washing hands and all that stuff. And there's literally hand sanitizer everywhere you go. Like everyone has it when you walk in the mall, it's in the front of the mall. I just don't think if anything, I think it might affect people's productions. Like that's where every, cause you know, those are coming from, a lot of them are coming from China. So a lot of people's productions, the issue is that that is slow right now and delayed. So I don't think canceling, but I think you're going to notice throughout this year, whole year, I think you're going to notice that there's a a slower, I don't know. I, I don't know really how, like, because we got really lucky with the Mossies. They kind of were finished right before coronavirus happened. But I have a whole story about how my stuff was quarantined anyways, and I didn't get it until the day before people were actually receiving their Mossies. But that's oh, wow. So- yeah, I didn't have it in my hands until um, it was really, that was very, like, excruciating for me. Were those <laughs> like made torture. in China? Yep, they okay. were made in China. Yep. So they even quarantined the product as well. They quarantined the product, and then they, they mislabeled the box, and so it was, like, sitting in a warehouse for a month, and people were walking by it, like, I'm not going to deal with this. I don't want to, I don't want to know what the deal is with this. And then, finally, some guy in the warehouse was like, Hi, I have a box with your name on it. It's been here forever. So, oh, damn! Thank God for that guy. Yeah. Now, are you like okay? The whole mask thing, because I know that that's like a thing. Like we don't in the U.S. You don't see people walking around with masks on. It's just not a thing. But I know overseas it is. So, like, is that commonly a thing going on over there? And if I were to come to say like a TTE, would that be an expectation? I wouldn't say it's an expectation unless you're sick. And then it's like out of common courtesy, like you should wear a mask. And yeah. And then I actually started to get more into the mask thing, mostly because of pollution out here. Pollution is pretty bad. So I have great lungs. I have a 
you know, no breathing issues. But even with that said, when I'm walking outside sometimes, like if the pollution is really, really bad that day, it's like hard to breathe. Wow. Damn, that's some pollution. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's also crazier to the contrast because where we lived before was kind of like a little town that is reminiscent of like the Gilmore Girls set. <laughs> it was like a little seaside town with super fresh air and like preserved nearby with like forests and stuff. And, you know, now we're like full on in a city. And that's also cool. But uh, it's also, you know, there's the downsides and like one of the big downsides is mainly the pollution. I was going to say this is completely off topic if you don't mind, Gary. Go ahead. Um, so what was your, what, what's your background? What did you, you said you went to school of visual arts. What was the, what were you doing? What was your whole goal? Oh, uh, yeah. So I went to the school of visual arts and I was, I, I was studying animation. I was focused on trying to learn animation it's actually funny because when I first was apl- applying to art schools, my other option that I really wanted was toy design. I got nice. into a school for toy design, but I, I chose not to do that. Um, and I ended up in New York, so I went with SVA, which is a really good school. And I wanted to learn animation. I wanted to learn that process. But, you know, by my fourth year, I realized, like, uh, I kind of really didn't want to the realistic side of it it's like you're in a cubicle and you're working on other people's projects and i just couldn't see myself doing that honestly i couldn't see myself sitting there and 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 just doing like one thing all day every day and then it's not even like my own characters or anything so i was doing all kinds of other odd jobs uh during like after i finished sva i was like doing I was a stylist. I did all kinds of other things. Not not that. I worked at a comic book store for like <laughs> half my life. I worked, I worked at uh, Cosmic Comics in New York City for like half my life. I'm also a huge comic nerd. So Awesome. See, now now yep. we're just starting to get to know the real mumbo. Was animation, <laughs> like, did you ever, did you ever want to do your own characters with it now that you've created this world of all, all these characters together? Is that still something that you might want to delve back into? Yeah, I actually started working on something in relation to that. And I, I've been working on, like, you know, just getting the story together. And I, I made, like, a few storyboards because I had an idea of, like, how it would work as an animation. Um, I would love to do that. I, I have a whole story behind all the characters and, like, what how it would work as an animation and everything. And, it's just yeah. funny because as, as you're an independent artist that has done all this on your own and you're in a spot where everybody, everybody always is like, how can I make a toy? I want to do this. And you've already got, you've done residents, you've done Japanese production, you've done Chinese production. Like you've already done all these things that everyone is like, how do I even do this? And you just figured it all out. Oh, that that's, that's, that's cool that you appreciate that. I mean, I, I am like also a super, like I come from like a DIY punk background, you know, I'm not like, somebody who like you know someone will be like oh like you can't do that and I'll just be like yeah I can I'm gonna try it <laughs> but you know what I mean that's just like the mentality I've always had so I'll I'll try to do something I I'm I'm also like I want to learn I like I love like the learning side of things so I I, I want to always be learning and learning and learning so I'll probably be like that forever and I, and yeah I just want to I just want to get stuff done. I want to like move forward and work work on like if I if I have an idea, 
I want to do it. Like, that's it. And I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll take all the steps to get to that place. Well, hopefully this is inspiring for somebody out there who's listening because there's so many people. I know, I don't know, Gary, you get all the emails too, but there's so many people that are like, I want to make a toy. How do I do it? Or I want to do this. It's like, look, it's possible. Here's someone who figured it all out. Right, exactly. And those emails, it's really no different than someone wanting to know how to, I don't know, make a basketball team or get hired for a job. We can tell you, but the problem is, is you're still going to have to put in the time and the effort that it takes to make that team and then to get called off the bench to actually play in the game or to land that job. It's really no different in the toy industry. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, there's got to be some risk to it too, right? I mean, you, uh, like the Sofubi was self-funded, I assume, and there's cost to getting the, I'm, I'm, I'm foggy, sleepy brain, so I don't even know if I can think of the right words, like the the molds and if you want any paint masks and all that stuff. I mean, it's not cheap. So, I mean, some of it, there's there's risk, right? You you have to believe in your thing and yeah. invest money and, and all that stuff too, right? Oh, for sure. It, it's kind of like there's – okay. I have like a whole theory – behind like why some people are more hesitant than other people to just you know if this is something you really want to do then you you yeah you like Gary said you have to put in that hard work but also you know Teresa what you're talking about with the risk and everything you have to just know or decide like already like is this worth the risk like do I find that putting all this hard work and investing in this versus I don't know, just living my life, like, what do you want to do? Not to be super dramatic, but I mean, I I have two kids and, you know, I feel like I feel old. (laughs) I feel super old. So like all the time, like I I just want to get the stuff. You know what I mean? I want to do the stuff that I always dreamed that I would do while I'm still here to do it. And I want them to see that I'm doing that and that I work hard and I'm willing to work hard and, and that you can mess up. And you can make mistakes and you can, that doesn't mean like you should just give up and quit. Like you got to like learn from your mistakes. That's the, that's the best, you know, all that stuff I think is. So anyway, to put it in perspective, I think being a mom kind of has an, as part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Shumi, like you, you know, with Augustus, the ghost, that being that resin and self-produced, that's kind of level one. And then with Shumi, you took a step up. You know, like we said, Japanese production is not cheap up front, but I think you've had a lot of success with it. And I know I've seen multiple colorways, and it's doing really well on a custom show. And I don't know if you'd call it luck or not, but, you know, yes, like there's ways to get it done, but not everyone's going to have a successful piece, right? Like I could go out and I could, you know, I could light a fire on my butt and, I could be like, yeah, I'm on that that stage where I want to make a toy. Let's make a toy. But sometimes I think it's a roll of the dice, right? Whether or not, you, you know, the steen will attach to it and like it and want it and buy it. You know, not everyone has that that success. So oh. there's always, you know, there's always risk involved if, if you choose to invest. And, you know, I'm happy for you that it's working out so well, especially, again, I, I feel like you're newer to the scene, and it's been going well for you so far. Um, well, I, I, sh- I should say, because I do want to say that I think to make the calculated risk, 
well, if you're an artist, you kind of have to put your characters out in the world first and see how, like, you set, you put feelers out to see, like, how is this character doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shumi had already come out in, like, the for- like 2D form. I, I was published in some books, you know, I was in some kawaii books, and Shumi, like, had a good reaction, and, like, there was some other, you know, I, I should explain that, I guess, a little bit. Like, I had been painting Mossy for like eight years like drawing and painting mossy and and i could feel the love and reactions of people based on the 2d version of mossy that's how i think that's part of how i made a calculated risk with those characters because i was able to put them out there in art form format so that helps i think yeah and i think that's a solid point i mean a lot of stuff i think in the toy world can start out in 2d form whether it be comic strips or sketches, drawings, paintings, what have you, you know, that can be a way for people to start to fall in love with your world and your characters. And some people are really attached to the developing of a world, right? Like for you, it's not just like, oh, I made this cute mushroom thing. Do you like it? You have more behind it that you've kind of envisioned. And I mean, is there is that part of what you've done? Like, is there a book or a story or like lore that has existed for a while now and and where or how would someone go see that i put out a mini comic which was just kind of like a introduction really really small like introduction at i think the second five points fest and it was like a risograph printed mini comic it gave like a little bit of the backstory of augustus like really briefly and then it kind of had like a little comic with all the other characters. The main five characters are Mossy the Moss Spirit, Shumi the Mushroom Spirit, uh, Chris Boo the Crystal Spirit, Girl from the Forest Floor, and Cloudy Puffs. Cloudy Puffs is like my least favorite, my least popular character, I think. Just like based on, you know, like the feedback that I've got. People love Cloudy, Cloudy Puffs, but it, it's like almost, not, you know, it's just not the same. So I don't know if I should go on a tangent, but like I've been like doing this whole... <laughs> this old this whole side thing with the cloud characters because I had like also done these like nature berry type girls these nature nymphs and uh nature like a there's a cloudy princess I don't know if I'm like going on and on I don't no, know no, but, but it's, it's great to hear that you're willing to talk about maybe some of the unsuccessful things that you've done we've we have heard from listeners saying we enjoy your show but you're always talking about these amazing success cases where someone oh i just started doing bootlegs and i sold 20 and they thing i know i'm able to quit my day job and i'm doing this full time it's there's like rose-colored glasses with, with, with a lot of what people are willing to show you on social media and i think it's great and what i would like to touch more on this year is to show people the more struggle side of the designer toy scene because it's really not that easy peasy. There's definitely been people that you would think are highly successful. They have had some failures. They have some toys that didn't do well that are just sitting in warehouses. People only want to share with you their sellouts and their successes. They never want to share their, their failures, to which I totally understand is it's not good for marketing. But at the same time, I enjoy and appreciate people sharing their vulnerabilities and actually having opinions and you know, not everything is great and wonderful as the facade that they're putting on social media for you. It would be nice to see some of that other side. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that you're a failure, Mumbot, Gary. <laughs> nice. No, I'm not saying that at all. But you know what I mean. It's it's nice to hear as a newcomer trying to break into this toy scene that it's nice to hear like other people's 
on successes because yeah, right. it's not success well, all the time for everybody. Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah, and so oh, I think here's the thing: like you, you have been smart in the sense that you didn't just go out and make toys for all your stuff. You didn't just say like, yeah, I'm just doing this. And like, here you go. Here's a million toys. Like you kind of delved in and sort of got a, grew an audience and got a feel for what, what they were into and what they were attaching to. And so you, you said for yourself, you're like, I have all these characters, but one of them, I don't think they love as much. Mm-hmm. So you may not like, I could see you saying, mm, I don't know if it's worth producing that because I'm not getting this love. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm actually I, I trying to, to find Cloudy Puff in your feed. I, I I actually have to say that the the toy community has been like the number one support and even reason for me to like have even started because actually like just being invited, like how it all started, being invited to do some custom shows. I had no idea what I was doing, like you know, and there. Were, people just like super cool uh just giving me tips like oh yeah you just you do this and like giving me technical tips and breaking stuff down for me and I just I can't say enough about like how much I love the toy community and also the collectors and like you guys and the media like toy chronicle like how supportive everybody is because like I you know, I am an artist, and I am very, like, you know, artists are sensitive. <laughs> so we can... Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we are, you know? And so, like, let's be, let's be honest. Like, there's totally times where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be, like, doing this, or I, I don't know, should I continue with the ghosts? You know, the ghosts are so rough. Sometimes I I look at them, and I'm like, do, do I do I retire them and like come out with like a, a cleaner version? You know what I mean? I have to like yeah. think about well, that, even, all that stuff. No, that's good that you think through that. And I mean, honestly, everything I think is an evolution. That was your first toy. And I know even like uh, Avana Louise Spade did the same thing. So she has her, her pip squeak. And that was one of her, actually, I think that was her very first mini resin. And even for them, like they were learning new things and she hand sculpted that. And after a while, she kept looking at Pipsqueak and going, mm, this is this is kind of rough. And she ended up creating a Pipsqueak 2.0. And so if you, for those of us that collect, there's two variations of Pipsqueak out there who are hardcore. We know this. And the earlier one is a little rougher. You can see more wrinkles and more detail. And Pipsqueak 2.0, she went more cleaner and smooth. And that was for her as an artist, an evolution she wanted to go through. She felt like, I can do this better. I can make this different. I want this to be different than it is now. And I Mm -hmm. feel like for Augustus, you know, you could do the same thing. You started out, you made a version 1.0. But if you look at it now and you think, you know what, I could do this differently. I could do this better. I think there's a natural evolution there. And it's every artist goes through that, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good to hear that she also went through the same thing. I think everyone does. I mean, I think in a way, like your your whoopers evolved, Gary. You know, whoopers been around for a while, and you know, I know you're getting ready to sort of retire the OG, but you've done variations of him with either collaborations with Flat Bonnie and Momiji, and now your minis, and so it's just I think it's natural. Like you still have your core characters, but your I don't know. Maybe you could speak to it better, Gary. But like I feel like your characters have gone through an evolution of sorts as well. You've kind of created different variations of them over time 
Oh yeah, as an artist, you don't want to do the exact same thing for the rest of your life. It's nice to play around with size and proportion with the things that people like. But the, you know, with the Whooper or say Hermes, like I might change up variations on things, but the essence of the character is still there in each piece. And I think the collectors appreciate that. That way, they have a little more variety in their collections. Like I would say, the OG Whooper Looper that probably has a, a wider market appeal than say, uh, Popper's mini whooper that t- tends to appeal to the cuter side of collectors poppers in singapore right yeah they are they should bring you out to singapore comic-con i'm right? not getting That's on a cute. plane for the next year <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah actually. i mean with that being said I, mean, I don't plan on traveling for a bit i don't think many others do i think everyone with the outbreak it's, it's finally hit the states I, i'm witnessing it firsthand in the Washington, Seattle area. Uh, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big concern. So I think everyone's being a little bit more cautious. Um, people are not traveling nearly as much. They're not going out in public places nearly as much. And um, that means our economy is going to be hurting a little bit. And it is struggling. And especially for our small indie, indie shops and artists out there who rely on conventions and tourism and people off the street to help pay the bills. So, um, they could use our support right now. So any way you can help brighten their day during these darker times, it would be very much appreciated by them, I'm sure. Um, and with saying that, we do have three great stores to help sponsor the show. MyPlasticHeart.com, StrangeCatToys.com, and 3DRetro.com. If you happen to live in the States and spend $75 or more at MyPlasticHeart.com, use our promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free shipping on that order. And when visiting StrangeCatToys.com, be sure to use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout for 10% off your entire order. And to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. Okay, Jade, I want to switch gears a little bit with you because you had mentioned that you were originally from the States, you grew up in New York, uh, but now you're a Western girl living in an Eastern world. And I want to know, like, what's it like living in Bangkok, Thailand? I mean, what's the toy scene there? Are there many stores and galleries? Are designer toys easily obtainable there? Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually think Nyao Nyao just had a show at the Chase Cafe. Uh, there, That's an awesome cafe. Teresa would freak out. Um, it, it's in like a hip little area in um, Bangkok called the like Siam Square area. Um, what else? We've got like shows pretty, I would say there's shows pretty regularly. I'm actually helped, I was helping Kick curate a show with Yin Yang Cartoon who does all those big Art Toy Thailand shows. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're like, he, he hosts at this mall where his shop's at, he hosts these like giant shows with like all these talented Thai artists. Mm. And yeah, they're crazy. And I always leave there feeling like bad about myself. Like, (laughs) God, why can't I be more like these guys? They're so good. Um, But, but yes, so I was helping curate it because um, I didn't even really get into this much, but like a lot of the, the network that I am around is a lot of like uh, hip hop people and like, graffiti artists and stuff so I just like I happen to know a lot of the graffiti art world and when they needed some help because I think the theme for her new toy was like uh she was doing some kind of like a hip-hop twist on it okay and yeah so they knew I I was kind of had like some people that I could help connect with that so I helped curate the show and the only reason I I'm not gonna say anything about the date is because I know that 
there are issues with the delays in China, so she's having an issue right now. It was supposed to be in March, this show. So I, I don't really know what the update is currently. But yeah, what else? Oh, there's Jeep, who runs TTE. He has a gallery, JP Toy Gallery. It's amazing. You know, Don have- just... You know Don, Dada Dub. Yeah. Had a... Yeah, he yeah. was out here. He was out here, like, I want to say two months ago, doing a show with a Kaori Hinata and Teresa Chiba. Okay. And, yeah, and he had his new guy reboot that was at JP yep. Toy Gallery. Yeah, there's. I feel like I feel like there's always stuff going on. There's there was like, oh, what's the name of that? I haven't been to that gallery yet, but there's one in like the JJ Market that just had the guy's super insanely talented. Oh, it's gonna bug me. He just came out with a tiger figure, I think. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of this tigers. There's a um, <laughs> It does sound like there's some pretty strong roots there, though. Yeah. I want to say to other, other like, international, um, like, Japan or whatever. I feel like oh, we don't have, like, we don't have pop-ups happening in cafes and gallery shows every weekend that you can go to but it sounds like it's more in line with just like when we talk to other people about like oh yeah in japan like uama just did like a random cafe like collaboration and then yeah this weekend there's this and then it just is it similar it is what it sounds like to me that there's just stuff going on more frequently yeah i I would say so i would say there's bangkok design week just passed also and that was really cool and there were a few designer toy people just randomly vending on this rooftop that I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this little cat guy, this little cute little cat with, like, magnetic, like, hat pieces and stuff. And there, I wish I knew the name. I feel really bad I don't know the name of that artist. But um, anyways, there there, there are a lot of uh, things going on. And and it, what also is really cool is that cute culture is it's just accepted. It's, like, and not just cute stuff, you know, but toys yeah. and that literally is my favorite one of my favorite things about being in asia it's like the graffiti guys are so supportive like i'll i'll just go to some some event where i think like they probably have no idea what i'm doing like or what's going on with me and like they'll be like oh your toy is coming out right your new toy and i'm like how do you know that (laughs) like you know that just everyone it's just they they care they care you know it's not like weird or anything i feel like when i was in new york uh unless i was in the specific scene or at a gallery or somewhere where people appreciate that specifically you know i feel like people just think oh that's interesting or oh that's weird but here it's not i haven't found that at all i found like you know for the most part like there's a lot of uh they just support for character design. Like people love characters. Would you they say love... that Asia is nicer than the states? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know because I love the states too. I, you know, <laughs> I really miss it. <laughs> this, there's gonna, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? It's. Um, She's basically oh, I... telling me to move so I can be accepted, Gary, and just live. I don't know among... what you're doing here. Seriously, like Asia, cute culture. <laughs> They love, they appreciate toys and cartoon aesthetic. And you're in Kentucky. Don't I wish we could bring that here. I want to create like a little pocket town where it's like mini Thailand, Japan or whatever. And like all the people who love that stuff can just live there. 
You could probably do that. Except no one knows how to pronounce anyone's name in your town. So we should probably start wrapping this up, but you up. You mentioned you're doing several conventions. and What do, what do you have on the, the list? Yeah. What's coming up? Oh, can I? I know we want to wrap up. Can I tell you guys a cute story, though? Of about like, Because you guys are all about toy family and toy community. And I, I had written this down, and I forgot Like I wanted to mention this. Making friends in all the Asian shows has been like one of my favorite things. And like I hung out with Horrible Adorables. We came more friends with them, actually, from being uh, hanging out with them and Don and everybody in Taipei. But... I actually wanted to mention like this really cute moment in the Philippine Toy Con because Philippine Toy Con, it was like only 20 international toy designers that came from all over Singapore, Taiwan, Thailand, Japan, like all mixed into this little space in the Philippines at this big convention. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time being a guest at anything. And they like put me on a panel with like uh, Jessica Emmett from Singapore and Harikin from Japan. And that was totally terrifying, by the way. Um, <laughs> Sounds like when I tried to present a DTA. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I can imagine it being similar because like there's a room full of people just staring at you. And then also it was like media, the room was filled with media. And anyways, uh, that was, that was kind of, it ended up okay. But the, Everyone became really close, I think, who went because it was such a small group of us. And like Anatoy, Quicks, Wetworks, Yoi, like we all kind of became pretty tight. And this is a really cute story. Basically, only a few of us didn't have like helpers. And I was breaking down my booth one of the nights. And uh, my friend from Singapore, David, was like helping me break it down. And I ended up breaking it down really quickly. And everyone was basically done pretty quickly within like 30 minutes to an hour and we were we were about all trying to leave and we went around the corner and we saw Harikin like all by himself way behind like he had so much stuff and he was trying to break it all down and I I went back to where you know people had helped me I was like hey you guys want to help me to help Harikin break down because he's not going to be out of here for like another hour and we all have a shuttle bus to um catch and so they came and more people came and literally we all broke down his booth with him in like five minutes. That's awesome. Aww. I know. I just, I just, that's like just a good example of just the vibe. I just, it was just so cool. And like, you know, I, I still talk to all those guys like regularly, Daniel Yu, Fufu Fanny, uh, and, and all of them. And, and it's like, because of that experience, I, it makes me have this like warm, fuzzy feeling. I, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling about Five Points Fest too. But um, for, in terms of like, that community feeling that that was like on another level actually because people there are nicer that's what i'm saying <laughs> proof ah. in the pudding right there isn't that crazy though it was just like so weird <laughs> no, everyone was just totally willing to help yeah. yeah no that's awesome that's a great story yay we're ending the episode on a good warm fuzzy i still wanted to talk about like you're going to toy con uk and you got uh... oh yeah yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so no, what, I'm so, I know I was trying to wrap it up and then you told that cute little story. So, but yeah. you got some shows coming up. What do you have coming up? Okay. So, I am doing ToyCon UK. I am sharing with my buddy Angry Duck, who is from Norway, but she's Scottish, and we met at Decon 
And she is going to be kind of running the booth because I'm I'm not going to go out there because I don't want to have any issues with like quarantining my stuff from Asia. So sense. yeah, so I'm just kind of like going to have a, a presence there, but I won't personally be attending. Okay. And then I'm also going to be at the Wee Toy Gallery booth in Thailand Toy Expo alongside some other really awesome artists. So I'll be doing Thailand Toy Expo and I'm doing Five Points Fest. I'll see you there. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited about that. Uh, that's always nice because it's like coming home. And let's see. And then I'm doing Philippine Toy Con. And in terms of like later on in the year, I haven't figured everything out yet. Okay. So. so yeah. Awesome. Your, your clutter toy you mentioned, is there an ETA? A timing around that? I don't have an ETA. I, 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 I can't wait though. Early. I'm so excited. Early scoopage. Okay. <laughs> um, we we are planning new colorways for the mossy though, so that's also exciting. Oh, nice! I think you'll like. I think you'll like it. I'm excited. I will wait and see what you shall bring. So I wanna, now, I, well, okay. you know what I didn't mention is you have the. We went bowling with you at Designer Con. We do this oh, kind of Marsham meetup where we all went bowling and. <laughs> Jane here has the most adorable bowling approach I've ever seen. You do, you, you kind of stand there, you do one giant step, then a bunch of little tiny bunny hops, and then you bowl. I, I filmed it. I, it's so amazing. I must have watched that video about 20 times. Adorable. It's, it's really funny because I'd never seen it in, <laughs> until I think when you guys showed me the video, I was like, ah! And you have to admit, <laughs> it's cute, realize. right? Yeah. It's adorable. You have to realize Jade is like teeny, like not not teeny, but you are you are a small, cute person, and so it just makes it even more adorable. <laughs> so are you, you going to post this video when you post this uh, episode up? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> yeah, we've already we've already, sh- we've already shared it on our stories. I think. I thought the- it was on the page. I'm going and looking right now. I thought you. It's on the Martian no, stories make- for sure. Yeah, you must have done it as a story. Jade, can we have permission to put it in, in a scroll? Ah! <laughs> uh, I, up to you guys. Up to you guys. <laughs> it's, adorable. it's adorable. Seriously. People even fall more in love with you than they already are. I let him keep up my crazy seal photo, so. All right, Jade. Well, thanks so much for joining. That was fun. Yeah. I love you guys. Love you, too. Ah. And, hey, uh, really, really, really quick. I want to know more about this whole like. Teresa's mossy really thing. good at not letting us wrap things up. I know. I'm sorry. Teresa's really, terrible. <laughs> well, just one it's last a, question. <laughs> well, okay. I just I want to know more about how like mossy is essentially this like puffer fish or whatever that gets big and small. Where can I read more about mossy? Uh, well, now you're inspiring me to like maybe put the comic online or something. I have like a little bit of the comic. Um, I have more, I have like all these comics that I just haven't had a chance to like put out, like publish yet. Do Uh, it. You know, one of my, so, you know, uh, Eric's Sad Salesman, he has his little comic for his little sad salesman, his little bean guy. And if, if you want, if you go back deep in his feed, you can actually read each comic, like start at the beginning, kind of read the story of Sad Salesman and know what events he has like a little paper version of it. But I always find that really fun when people post. So maybe you do like a, I don't know, like a go through and like each day post it or put it out there on your website or something. But 
a way to go like for people like me who haven't read any of the stories of Mossy to be able to go back to the beginning and kind of read from start to finish all the little stories. I like yeah. that. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done now, okay. Claire. You can You're do done. Your, you we can, can wrap this up. <laughs> your thing. All right, Jade. Mumbot, thank you for so much for joining. How would uh let our listeners know where they can find you? I'm at Mumbot on all the social media. Ghosting.bigcartel is my shop. Wait, wait, say one more time. Uh, my shop is ghosting.bigcartel.com. Okay. And yeah, and uh, at Mumbot on all the social media. All right. Thanks again for joining. That was fun. Thank you. Hi, right, Teresa. Where can people find you? Yep. Check me out on Instagram, tmhawk24. And I apologize for my man voice and sick vibe. <laughs> George, you were a real chatterbox. Where can people find you? I guess you can go to Double G Toys, but really you should just go to ghosting.bigcartel and buy a cloud puff, a cloudy puffs pin. Did you? Show support for the cloudy puffs. I know you Aww. love your pins. Thank you, Gary. I mean, George. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to. Because we want to. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. 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 Now, let me ask you, is it hard for people overseas to pronounce our names? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, actually, I would say probably yes. Really? And, okay. And spelling well, is, like, atrocious over here. Spelling. I, I, like, I, bet, I bet George throws people off for sure. Like, in the States, we know what that is, but... You know, they're probably pronouncing it Georgi, Georgi. Yep. Totally. Oh, okay. <laughs> you no should way. see the, me and my, me and my daughter, we have like an ongoing joke where like we are learning how to pronounce all the areas that are along the train stops. And we like to come up with the way like someone might have said it if they don't understand how Thai, Thai words are pronounced. So oh, like, right. you know, like there's a one, there's one stop, it's Punawiti. But it looks like if if you don't know how to pronounce it, it looks like it says Panawaitai. So we we like to we try to say the funny version and then we try to say the correct version. That's a that's a great game. I like that. You know, I dated a Thai woman once, and she was telling me that the Thai language is it's phonetic. So even though you're saying the same words, but date based on your tone, there's a different translation for it. That's interesting. Yup. Oh my god, that's so difficult. <laughs> I know. It sounds really oh, nice. Yeah. And she was also telling me that a lot of people there don't use their their real names because the names are really, really long. Like, her name was probably 30 letters long. Her first name yep. was Maria, but she actually went by phone, like a nickname, F-O-N. And that's how all of her friends called her. They just called her phone all the time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, phone? Yeah. Like, telephone? No, that's, that, that's accurate. And you say, like, phone, fo- oh, wait, phone, and, like, F-O-N, I would just been, like, fawn. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. 